Welcome back to the Engineering YouTube and podcast. And uh, so it's an interesting one because this week I was supposed to bring you uh, the Engineering first cars and coffee, uh, all the content from that. However, uh, in my infinite wisdom, first event, lots going on, uh, me kind of doing the shepherding, marshalling, getting cars in the right places, uh, trying to set up uh, the Alex Nash 356, 59356A, uh, your Porsche story and in amongst all of that and seeing people I know and trying to be polite failed to get any content so uh, so less of that but I did shoot the um, the interview with Alex Nash so that's coming up very soon on your Porsche stories if you want to be on a your Porsche story and thankfully I've got quite a few booked now but if you still want to be on that uh, and it's 15 minutes basically of you talking me through from your earliest car memories all the way through to where you are now and what Porsche you have and what plans and what journeys you've got available to you. Um, so if you want to do that, uh, info at reengineering.com or you can head over to the DMs in, uh, in Instagram, which is at reengineering UK. Give me a shout and we'll sort something out. In this episode, because uh, there is no reengineering cars and coffee content, uh, I have timed it off the back of I'd say a good friend, he's not really a good friend, but I'm starting to get to know him a little bit. Uh, and that is Jeff from Home Built by Jeff. Now, if you haven't seen Jeff's content and his channel, Home Built by Jeff, uh, I would absolutely urge you to go over and have a look because um, very similar to me in that he's very open about what he knows, what he doesn't know, um, shows all the lumps and bumps and the hits and the misses along the way. Uh, so I, this is me in conversation with Jeff your Porsche story but an extended version basically trying to find out what he's up to and um, the reason for the timing now is because his Alpha uh, 105 bodied uh, you can't call it a GTA you can't call it a Julia because it has a Ferrari 360 engine in the front um, so we talk about that we talk about his 911 Harry that is air called 911 um, we talk about the Rockster which is his horrendous uh, 986 Boxster we basically get into a whole thing um, so that's coming up. Uh, in the meantime, though, I wanted to talk about the 911K from Tut Hill. Uh, and if you haven't seen the Chris Harris, uh, I think it's like a 10 minute video, basically, of Chris and um, Richard Tut Hill blasting around a track and just having a, you know, a whale of a time. Uh, the 911K for me is top tier. There's loads of stuff, right? And I get excited about Singer, Theon, uh, Cam Manufacture. There's, there's, People doing amazing stuff. Tut Hill are t top of the tree, like really in that kind of top bracket of amazing resto mod stuff. And they probably resto mods doing it a bit of a distrust and injustice there. So um, yeah, I would absolutely encourage anyone to go and see that. And if you think about the Ren 550 and what the Ren 550 is going to be, quite close to that. In terms of the, the level of in driver engagement, in terms of the, um, the wow factor, the kind of the hairs going up on your arm. If I don't achieve that, building the Ren 550, uh, then the, as far as I'm concerned, I've failed. So, um, and just to remind you, this Rengineering, the YouTube channel itself and the podcast, uh, there's lots of stuff, there's lots of content around Porsche, me learning about the brand and the heritage of the brand and um, getting to talk to amazing people about it. But ultimately, it's about building a Porsche 550 Spider recreation uh, based on a Lotus chassis with an air-cooled engine, TVC, what the engine's going to be. But we're going to talk to Wright Tune about that. Um, yeah, 
So, and it's going to be a carbon fiber body 101, and then that's going to be auctioned off at the end of the build process. So that's what the channel was for. Um, but yeah, so the 911K, if you go and watch that, and then you'd be, that'll give you some inspiration as to what I want to achieve when I build the Renault 550. Um, the Cayman, which is just out of shot, but it's just down here. Uh, that's going quite well. It's my personal car, so um, I'm kind of putting time and effort into getting it how I want uh, without investing tens of thousands into it. So far, um, I love it. I've just been out for a drive an hour and a half through kind of um, the West Meon area and Droxford and yeah, and there's some brilliant Petersfield. There's some great roads around the sort of South Hampshire area. Um, so I've just been out blasting around that. That's really cool. Um, specifically though, the interiors but what I've been working on for the last couple of months. And I've got the, finally got a date now, which is the 12th of February for the car to go to D-Class to have the seats retrimmed, the steering wheel retrimmed, uh, and the gear uh, gator retrimmed. Um, I'm gonna get to a whole thing, right? So after the, this episode with Jeff now, I think one more episode where it's a tech talk, uh, and then after that, I'm gonna do a bit of a back history tour because I banked a load of content from selling this car, this 981 Cayman, um, and then all the way to where we are now, which is gone through, you know, it's gone from completely vanilla standard all the way through to where it is now, which is um, kind of my version of exclusive manufacture for what a 981 Cayman could be. Uh, so yeah, that's the theory. Anyway, I'm gonna drop that content in kind of a sequence, right? So you'll see kind of the back history from me selling it and going, that's it, I'm done, I'm gonna get something else, all the way to where we are now, which is kind of right back at the start. Um, so that's the interior of the Cayman. Uh, in terms of content coming up, booked, I've got quite a lot booked. Um, I've got a lot shot and in the bank already, but I've also got a lot being booked at the moment. So next week I'm with uh, O-Sport, Jake Oliveira, uh, Jake and I have known each other for probably 10 or so years now, although not in frequent contact. Uh, and Jake is a, oh, so frustrating, I can't tell you who he works for because he does private work that has got NDAs all over it. But he's a carbon fiber, custom carbon fiber manufacturer. He made some carbon fiber parts for my Elise Cup that I made seven years ago, eight years ago. Um, I was so impressed with the quality, it was incredible. And I had pre-prod stuff, I didn't even have full production and it was incredible. So when it comes to the 550 build, which is obviously gonna be a carbon fiber body, um, I've already been to KS Composites and that was really interesting. That content's gonna come out at some point soon. Um, but Jake is much closer to me than KS. Uh, and it's a, he's, a, he's a small company and, and I love that, right? So uh, that's where I am next weekend with Jake at O-Sport. And then the weekend after that, I am at Motorsport Wiring in uh, South Wales. And that is for um, the, I mean, it's the wiring, right? I've got a, the, I'm reasonably competent in, in wiring in general and in electronics and electrics for cars, um, but uh, there's still a long way to go for me. So rather than me kind of wing it, which I don't want to do, um, I'm going to enlist the support and help of people in the industry that really do know what they're doing and motorsport wiring are, again, right up there. Um, so I'll be taking lots of tips, asking lots of questions. And again, the intention with this is to bring you along with it, uh, with me along the way. That's enough of me talking, right? This is supposed to be an intro and we are at, I can't even see what we're at. Seven minutes of me waffling on anyway, in true waffle style. I'm going to hand over to uh, to me and Jeff now. So this is me and home built by Jeff talking about his everything that he's been doing for the last ten or so years on YouTube. 
I hope you really enjoy it and I'll see you back at the end. Before we start, I literally just did a, I thought I'd do a deep dive in your Instagram. And the thing that made me laugh the most was backyard hack car builder with a YouTube channel. (laughs) 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 I don't don't know how tongue in cheek that is, but um, yeah, you are anything but. Uh, you are like I've been so impressed with especially Al Ferrari right that thing yeah it, I mean it, it's coming together so beautifully but um, I should do an I should do an introduction shouldn't I so um welcome to the channel Engineering, uh home built by Jeff if you if you are listening to this and you haven't seen Jeff's YouTube channel it, it, it's exploded over the last couple of years anyway um Lots of stuff on Harry, the 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 nine the air called nine eleven. We'll get into that in a bit, but um, but yeah, it's compelling watching from a uh, from a voyeur perspective, uh, and yeah, just the, the the diversity in what you're building. You know, the rocks is one thing, Harry's another thing, the Alferrari is another thing altogether. Anyway, welcome Jeff to Engineering, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, look, that that's not too much of a stretch. The backyard hack home, uh, like a car builder, it's just, I just, I just wing it, you know. I just, I've been doing from sort of Harry onwards. I've I've been tinkering with cars since I was, you know, in my early twenties. But uh, um, yeah, I just like to learn how to do things. So so I have no qualifications in anything, but uh, but I uh, I. I, I give it a go and uh, and I'm just stubborn and bloody minded and try and try and get it as good as I can. <laughs> and you know what? That's so. Uh, so Ashmar, I know Ashmar really well, and you spoke to him not long ago, right? Um, yes. Uh, uh, and and I and he put I put that post up, and I don't know if you noticed, but he put a um, a response saying he thought you're awesome, and 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 this is the truth as well from the heart. For me, the the most interesting bit and the thing that i respect most about you is the fact that you show the warts and all stuff right you, like you're super humble when it comes to this now saying you know not not qualified in anything um i i would say bullshit your time served qualified in this stuff now i think you know there's well, an element that of, maybe like, you've, that's, you've made that's... enough mistakes to kind of like figure the good ways out right that, that, that's that's fair. Look, I, I do do my research and I try and do as good a quality job as I can. Um, I mean, I look back at Harry now and I just want to pull it apart and do it again. Um, really? Oh yeah. There's 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 so many things that I could do. My skill level has gotten so much better since I did Harry. Sure. So um, there's so many things I would like to to do again. And and look, it's a constant like like most of these cars it's a constant evolution harry's yeah, getting yeah. better and better all the time yeah even even um, like tick over and cold start and running like you know even that's fairly recent right getting that dialed in and it's suddenly kind of running really well and- that that part of it is actually engine wise it's pretty good besides the odd like little exhaust leak or like recently mm. i had to uh, adjust the valves which is just a common thing seeing as i was ringing the neck of harry for uh, yeah um the previous times I'd sort of driven and I'd, I'd done the Adelaide rally and things like that, which is just mm. absolutely, you know, rinses like, the hell out of it. Right. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, just on it. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been on it for such a long amount of time. So heavily, like a lot of the, the, uh, the, the road drives you, you, you do, even though we really get get into it, you, you're, mm. um, 
you're still cautious because there's there's cars coming the other way and things like that. The, the closed roads and just just going for it, you're just absolutely wringing the neck out of it. Oh, it's it's like a, it's like a long track day, but I haven't actually done a long, right, like yeah. really heavy track day. Like an endurance track day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So for those for those because obviously you know I would think most people, especially if they're tuned into Porsche or the YouTube, any automotive YouTube channel, they would come across you at one point or another, but give the listeners um what is harry give the listeners a kind of a, a backstory of how you got harry what it is and and how it's come to be what it is right now all right well uh, i um I, I wasn't actually looking for I, i've always been was watching the air called 911s but i i just bought my first porsche which was a um uh, a cayman s 987 mm. cayman s um, which I only have for three months because it had scored bores and I flicked it because uh, I was okay. so paranoid about driving it. <laughs> yeah. um, um, as nice as it was, uh, and uh, yeah, and 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 Harry came up. Uh, I, I saw I saw this this sort of this rusty black uh, air cooled 911. It's a 74 air cooled 911 with a blown engine. Uh, it was it had been sitting outside for 10 years with the blown engine and. Wow. Um, it was it was a in a pretty horrible state and it's a, it's originally a US delivered car okay. that, that was very badly de- uh, converted to right hand drive mm. and <clears throat> just just yeah in a very sorry state so i i mean i, I never set out to be a youtuber um right, right. basically I, I was i was on um the Porsche forums and um there was actually a um uh a uk guy i'm trying to remember his name um who who did did a little video series on a on a um on a back date he did okay. in his you know in his sort of uh in his yard mm. um it was a white car i, I can't remember his name but it, but it was like a short little video series uh, of, uh, of of doing this, this thing and i'm thinking well i'm about to build this car instead of just doing the regular build thread and just update with photos yeah i'll, yeah. I'll take some videos because that's something that i would watch yeah, yeah, and, definitely. What year was this? And, and, by the way, sorry. What year was this? What when did you get? Twenty sixteen, uh, I think. So End of twenty sixteen. And when did you start the kind of YouTube build process? Same year. That was that was it. Twenty sixteen. Wow, that's pretty early in YouTube. You know, in terms um, of it was not, not early as in it's the start of YouTube. Then, but... Yeah, but but this kind of really big genre of car build like home car builders or like that had kicked off but i don't remember it back, back the 2016 being like as big as anything like as big as it is now where you can you can no no arguably yeah. monetize it and and survive off the income and you know again if you grow your audience properly yeah you we still i'm still not surviving off the income that's for sure no okay uh, the yeah uh, the the uh, yeah uh even skipping forward and say like like even at my my you know level now of mm. 120 something thousand yeah. subscribers and stuff it pays for the builds my my okay. you know like yeah. like so, so that that's good but, but there's no way i'm retiring on it and i'm it's basically my second full-time job my my and day job is a, right? I'm, yeah i'm a firefighter yeah. so that's my my day job but it gives me lots of time off um in mm. between shifts to um uh, to work on these cars. So I really spend way more time on YouTube that pays almost nothing to, yeah. uh, compared to, uh, uh, my, my, my real job. Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is skilled at. Yeah, it, it, I'm wondering if it's, if, 
you do I, I get the sense that you'd do it anyway even if youtube wasn't there it would be something you'd have had a car project on the go maybe not three or four but you'd have had something on the go right even if it hadn't have been something that you'd have 100 yeah. percent. I, I was i would have i would have done it anyway whether i ever would have uh, tackled the ferrari which we'll get into later mm. um is something different but um but yeah going back to harry you basically yeah, go, go, i, I go, found go. this yeah, yeah I, I found this uh, sort of uh horrible as it, it sort of had flaky rust and just just uh, like lots of horrible things but it was a complete car and that was what mm. i was looking for because i because mm. i know that the parts are just so insanely expensive that starting with a shell is almost a a um um a, a, a negative sum game you, you're better you're better off like uh, in some ways i see like a, an old 911 shell um, that people are selling for however much crazy money is is mm. is actually has negative value because by the time you put it all together, you yeah. may as well have just bought a bomb with a with a with a you know with everything to start with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so so uh, I I started stripping it apart, took it back to bare metal, and found all the rust and stuff, and I just sort of. I'd never sort of repaired rust panels before, but I just sort of gave it a go and just just sort of go, okay, well, you know, watch watch a bunch of YouTube videos, and uh, and learn how to do stuff, and and gradually uh, my skills have improved, and I like learning how to do things, so I yeah, wanted definitely. to do everything. Um, and, and, and you by everything, let's just be clear, you mean everything, not everything to the point of. Uh, well, not the interior and not the paint and, you know, and, yeah. and not this and not that. No, no, you do, you, you start doing stitch craft and, you know, like you, I mean, I, again, I, I binged enough of your stuff now to know that you've done loads of airbrushing stuff in the past. So you had like skills that you could draw on that would allow some advantage over starting from scratch with that, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I did, I, I, I sort of, I left school, joined the army and then out of the army, I, I sort of became an airbrush artist. I could draw and sketch. Mm. So I used to, used to do sort of murals on cars and um, mostly cars and, and Harleys, but uh, um, a lot of shop, you know, uh, walls and things like that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I do have a bit of an idea when it comes to painting, but I'm not actually a qualified painter or anything, but I had yeah. spent enough time around panel shops to have at least some of an idea there. And um, yeah, so with Harry, once I repaired all the rust and things like that, I I built a, uh, a spray booth in my garage using a a um, hundred dollar gazebo. In, uh, my hat is off to uh, um, a lot of you um, English guys because the garage space seems to be a real premium over there well, compared to here. Mm. You know, it's not uncommon. Most people who live in a most you know, regular Australians live in a house with at least a sort of two-car garage. That's that's yeah. pretty standard. Uh, whereas that seems to be uh, quite opulent in the uh, in the UK from what from what I've seen. It's not it's not a common thing at all. It's not. And the closer to London you get, the more unlikely that is. I mean, I'm in Southampton, and I'm lucky that I've got a decent-sized garage. It's a width and a half wide, and then I extended it all the way back out, so it's like three cars deep. So again, okay. I'm I'm in the same situation as you. I've got enough space that I can kind of do a decent build. And yes. pretty much do everything in one place, right? I'm not. I'm not going to try and paint. My if I tried to paint, it would look like a kid had done it. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but it, but for the most other things, yeah, I'll I'll give it a crack. So so Harry, yeah, so so at this point, Harry's kind of, you know, you're progressing through it, and you you. you but even that, right? You're. I've noticed you've collected 
tools along the way you know there's there's all sorts of bits and pieces you've picked up right and if and you you don't start out with all of that stuff you you must have gone along and been like oh god i really need a whatever it is and then yeah prioritize buying that thing and then learning how to use it like a lathe for example and and that yeah. alone right is a whole thing to learn you know people do that oh. as a job so <laughs> absolutely like i mean I, I I vividly remember, you know, as well as a kid, I grew up on a on a uh, on a, an eight acre farm, uh, and you know, my dad had all the tools, and mm. I just always know remember being able to go and get whatever tool. And then um, uh, as an adult, I joined the army and I moved interstate, and suddenly I didn't have a I didn't have a hammer or a screwdriver. I didn't have anything. So right. so it's like so 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 that was such a shell shock to actually go okay look now i need to get some tools and and gradually you know, like like everything you sort of as you need it you get it and and uh, mm. and then start learning how to use it i mean the lathe you you mentioned that came obviously much much more recently and yeah. um um you know even when i first started using that i was a lot worse than i am now there's still a learning curve and i'm i'm still far from an expert on on the lathe mm. but i have done some very horrible um course thread like i've i've uh, I've, I've made my own threads for uh, um oil fitting adapters for the for the rockster and things like that so there's yeah the, so there yeah. you know i'm i'm get i'm slowly getting my head around it but it, it, they're not it's not pretty and uh it's it's definitely not uh yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm not getting employed by any machinist anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> But you know, uh, again, I think this is the beauty of the channel is that it it's it, this is the every man's building channel, right? You can and, and it gives you that insight. And I think I think probably part of the reason, apart from you just being a nice chap anyway, but it makes somebody sit on the me anyway, right? I sit watching this stuff and I'm like, I could do that. He could do that. I can do that. And I yeah. think that is a that that is you probably dumb it down a little bit, but that's pretty inspirational for people. You know, there's loads of stuff out there that just seems so unobtainable far-fetched impossible to achieve that actually mm. watching somebody do it get stuff right then criticize their own work and show it on screen you know again i've seen loads of stuff out there where people have um produced something and they're not showing you the steps right they're showing you they're not showing you the 50 versions they did off camera they're showing you the one that looks perfect that fits like a glove that never breaks You're like yeah that's great that's great lovely i'm really enjoying it but I'm I'm guaranteeing that that person has cocked it up, cut their hand, got had their wife run them to hospital with their hand up in the air, hoping that their finger's not going to fall off. Right, all of that stuff. Absolutely. I feel, like, I feel like we get that from you, mate. We get we get that kind of the whole thing, right? And uh, yeah, it, it's um, yeah, it's just it's really well, cool to watch, mate. <clears throat> A lot of the people. I think my my channel is very very nerdy and and too in-depth for some which is why why like i'm i've never chased the algorithm no. as, as they like to say and and uh you know gone to buy seems to be if, if you if you buy a a crash lamborghini and and uh, and do a bit of a dodgy repair in your in your garage then mm. then you'll get uh, you know millions of subscribers Too many and views, yeah and then, yeah uh, like i've I've, ne I've never chased that because i like I want to build the, the the cars for me. So, I mean, mm. even doing YouTube, you know, inverted commas, YouTube builds is is a, is a much better way to go to sort of do things that look good on camera, but you actually see it in real life. And there's just lots of 
unfinished bits or it's a, mm. it's a bit rough and, and it looks good from, from yeah, as I said, it looks, looks good on, on, on a little screen but not actually in, in yeah. real life. And uh, I think that's a key point, right, is the fact that, that you own these cars. So you're you're yes. not doing it. You're not doing it for the views to then flip it and let somebody else have the pain. You know, it's your pain. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, ultimately, yeah. you want you want to drive that thing, and if it's unreliable, well, it's unreliable for you. So you've got to go and then fix it. And if it looks scruffy in a place that you did that work, you're going to go and fix it. So uh, yeah. exactly, and and um uh and, and we we talk about uh Harry and Harry is uh is 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 looking very worn now <laughs> harry harry is covered in stone chips and right. blistered paint where the uh the wheels have have uh have gone up inside the wheel the arch wheels. And touched yeah. the, the paint and um oh there's there's yeah harry harry is is very very well used but i but i get out and drive the crap out of harry on dirt roads and everywhere and just yeah. use it the way it's supposed to be used so Good for you, man. Good for you. So, so like sticking with Harry for a minute, are you planning on doing a post Alferrari? Let's sit down and work out what you need to do with Harry to get him back up to a, the standard that you kind of want, or are you like, no, no, this is a this is a used car, and this will just live as a used car, and at some point in maybe ten years when it's falling apart, then I'll do the whole thing again. And what's the plan? I think more more the latter. More more, I'm going to keep using it. Um, because to, to redo it, a lot of the body work and stuff that I that I did, I'd like to do again if I could. But mm. it, it requires basically stripping the whole car back and, and uh, starting it. Mechanically, it's it's really good. Um, obviously, um, uh, any who followed me will will have seen that I actually um, one of my one of my viewers um, reasonably early on, uh, Neil Harvey from Performance Developments in uh, he was in Los Angeles um reached out to me and said you know uh uh I, he, he liked what i was doing and he, and he wanted to sort of help out with uh with the the engine wires and said do you want mm. to sort of do something a bit bit different and i'd never planned on going that crazy i originally i thought i you know that the best way to go is to see if i can buy a, a um a second hand 3.2 or or a mm -hmm. three three six out of a 964 or 993 or something and mm. and just put that in there and, and be done mm. and um yeah no he uh, we we pulled the engine apart and sent it over to him and and some people had done some some really really horrible things to that that really engine. oh it was it was one of the most horrible engine inverted commas rebuilds i mean i don't know how much of the story is true or not but the guy i bought the car off of said that um they bought the car it, it blew it pulled head studs and so they uh, they 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 bought a rebuilt engine off of gumtree and um and, <laughs> you know you know when someone buys a rebuilt engine off gumtree the rest of the story is going to be bad right straight yeah. away yeah <laughs> well they, they reckon they drove it 50 meters it pulled head studs again and then they just right. left it for 10 years yeah. um whether they bought the engine off gumtree or whether somebody else or whether they just did the really dodgy rebuild themselves but um for those who don't really know, the the early car, the mid year cars, the two point sevens have a, a magnesium case. The later cars had aluminium because mm. it's much uh, much stronger and handles handles the heat better. But um, the uh, um, also with the mid year cars is when they brought in all the emission standards. So they designed them to run really hot to to uh, you know clear emissions better. Mm. Um, so they had the five blade fan instead of the eleven blade fan and all that oh, sort of okay. stuff in the back. Um, 
and the, the issue is is that they'd run hot and the uh, and the the head studs would just pull out of the case because uh, because they just got so hot yeah um, so it's it's a, it's a very common thing for all of those early early sort of 2.7 mag cases to, to pull head studs um, the the sort of the the dodgy fix is to do a helicoil which is you just do a slightly larger hole and you put yeah. what looks a bit like a spring into the yeah. hole and that has the extra that thread. That is a in horrible it. fix for something like that. Yes. Well, um, the people who inverted commas rebuilt uh, Harry's engine obviously sort of drilled out the original uh, pulled headstud holes with a potato, and um, <laughs> put some JP weld in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, they put they put the helicoils in, and then when they went to put the thing back together again, realized that all of the the um, um, the head studs were not straight there you know basically when you when you put the uh um sort of sit the the engine on its side all the all the uh the head studs all stick up like a you know like a like a porcupine or something and uh yeah. um theirs were going in all different directions so when they try to slide a cylinder and a barrel on they they didn't fit so they just got a drill out and oblonged the holes through the cylinders <laughs> and through the heads to get them to fit onto no the car. No way. That's like, unbelievable. It was, it was so bad. Like, like it, they, they absolutely trashed a bunch of cylinders and, um, uh, and, and heads and just by oblonging. Uh, I mean, it's pretty rich write-off, isn't it? You just wouldn't bother with that. Would you, do they repair them or do they? Well, that was one of the things that Neil wanted to show is uh, yeah. like, so, so going back to, to Neil, <laughs> Neil uh, performance developments is ex Brabham formula one team. So he, he wow, won right. two world championships with, um, with Brabham and there are only mm. like two guys building their engines and like yeah, he, yeah. one of them. He's one and of then them. he was the head engine builder at Andile. So uh, the uh, Porsche racing in America. Yeah, and yeah. then, um, and then TRD, I think, and, and then he and then he's been out doing his own thing for uh, a but long time. So prolific, a hell of a CV, right? Yes. Yeah, so so he 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 knows air cool cars backwards and forwards. Like mm. while I was building it, he's like, uh, well, let's see if we get these nine six two barrels off the shelf here and see if they'll fit. Oh, and then they didn't fit, so we didn't use nine six two barrels, even though I would have loved that. Shame, um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool factor straight away, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like so he's got all these sort of cool, you know, bits and pieces that uh, um, he he wanted to to show his abilities on this engine. So um, a lot of people, we actually end up saving my case. So okay, uh, some of the particularly there was one hole that was was particularly bad, and uh, and he sort of made a custom insert for. Uh, so drilled it out and made a custom aluminium insert and then re-drilled everything so it's perfectly square and straight and mm. and good and then put case savers through it. And he's done this a lot because a lot of people, in my case, the engine was toast. It was more just proving that it can be done. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you want a matching numbers engine and you've yeah. got a hole in the side of the case or something like that, it's only matching numbers once. So yeah. he can actually go through and do these repairs and so it still holds up and Harry's engine's going gangbusters yeah um uh but yeah so we did all the, the case savers and stuff and then we we did crazy things like uh, harry has asymmetrical cams so they're custom made for harry they cost an absolute fortune they're ridiculous but every cam you've probably ever seen they the lobes look like an egg that you know they, they, yeah. they go yeah. up they're, they're they're even on either side whereas my cams actually 
open fast and close slow. So they actually uh-huh. don't have a symmetrical shape. They're asymmetrical cans. Um, you know, every everything is is ridiculously custom. On I've got gudgeon pins from McLaren because the um, because they're 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 actually lighter and smaller than the um, uh, the the 911 ones and uh, stronger because newer technology and all the rest mm. of it. And I've got short, I've got custom made short skirt, uh, short, uh, uh, smaller um, rings on the pistons. So the mm-hmm. pistons are, are, are um, yeah. So, so there's just lots of very, very sort of trick things in, uh, in the engine and um, yeah. And it's just a really, really nice, um, nice fun engine. What's, to, it, what's it like to, to drive? It can have you, what else have you, have you have you driven anything comparable? Anything else that you've been like yeah, uh, well, car I, into that and you're like, oh no, this is the shit. <laughs> this is like this is well, really well, great. At least it's it's really it's it's really responsive. It's still got uh, you know uh, uh, it's it's built to rev to eight, but I've got the red line set at seven and a half. Cool. Um, I, because it, because it, it actually, it, it actually starts, it, it, ta- it's tapering off, off by then yeah. anyway. So, yeah. so it's not, it's not worth revving it out. Um, so the, um, the, 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 the torque band is, is quite, quite usable and, and it's, um, it, it's running individual throttle bodies as well with mm-hmm. uh, electronic throttle, which I've made for it. And, um, there's lots of other sort of external things that I've done to it, but, uh, but, on the on the street, I mean, I've weighed the car with because I wanted lots of sound deadening and and all the rest of it. Of three layer, like uh, went quite into detail on the sound deadening on it to make it a comfortable driving car. I don't want to. Yeah. The, the idea of a stripped out race car for the street. Good in principle, horrendous in, in actual life. You know, it's just a miserable a, thing. Absolutely, it is. It, stripped out race cars look really good. You look inside, it's all painted, it's oh, all nice. But it yeah. Yeah. But driving it is horrendous, They're horrible, and I didn't want that. I wanted a car no. that I could actually jump in and and do what I do, which is like you know I I jumped in it and drove to Adelaide for the Adelaide Rally in a day, mm-hmm. and it was and because I couldn't go straight through, it was 16, 16 and a half hour drive in, wow. in in a day straight through, and got 16 out sixteen and a half hours in a day. Wow, yes, yeah, so it was a long. <laughs> That's a serious drive, mate. Normally yeah. it's 12 and a half, but uh, roads were closed. There was flooding in the centre of um, yeah. New South Wales. So, so I, I sort of had to end up sort of turning around and going back a few times and having to go a different way. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was over 16 hours to get, get home Fair during the day. Way. And, <clears throat> and, and so right? it, it, it does it well. So Harry weighs 1,160 kilos. Um, plus or minus 20 kilos because that's all the Weybridge would would uh, would yeah. do. So yeah. not as light as what I would have thought, but that's a real weight with a completely full full fuel tank and wet. You know, so like all fluids and a tank. All, all fluids, like like I wanted to keep it as scientific as possible. So basically, yeah, yeah. I weighed myself and some extra ballast so that I was exactly 100 kilos, and yeah. then um, so 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 I could get it as as scientific as I, as I, as I could with the Weybridge I had available. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, driving it on the road, like it's, it's, it's quicker than any of the, um, you know, any of the 3.2s or anything that I've ever uh, driven next to. Mine's a 2.8. Um, it's, um, it's pro- it's a bit quicker than my mates, um, like in, in, a, in a straight than a, than a 964 C2. 
So, mm-hmm. so you know, it's it's that, that that's a fully dressed nine six four C two. So, yeah. um, it's it's around that sort of speed. The the only dyno figure I have is only two hundred horsepower at the wheels, but that was with the old exhaust. But I don't think it makes a lot more than that, to be honest. Mm. That's a real figure. Yeah, I, I'm, a I, figure. I, again, not 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 trying to exaggerate things for um <laughs> for views. You know, yeah yeah likes for, and views for, for, for whatever uh, I, I want to try and keep it real so yeah like um, you mate. yeah and um yeah look i i i i i love the uh, the, the 911 and now it's got the aircon in it um uh, from classic mm. retrofit that uh, i just drove to canberra on the weekend which is you know four hours no, no sorry it's only Two and a half hours each way, sorry. Two hours mm-hmm. fifty or something. Yeah, two two and a half hours each way. And um in the middle of the days, and it was it was quite hot um on the weekend. It was thirty-eight, I think. So okay. um and uh uh it took the sting off. The biggest issue I have with Harry is it has no tint. So I just okay. get blasted through the windows. Uh, yeah. so I think with some window tint it'll be better. The um the the the, but the the aircon definitely still definitely does the job. It's not modern car aircon. It's not as good as you know what a uh, you know what you're probably used to in a modern car. But it's it's a hell of a lot better than having no aircon. I tell you that. <laughs> About thirty-eight degrees, no aircon. I, I worked. Uh, I was in the um, Royal Air Force in the UK, and I was um, in Afghanistan, and we had these horrible, horrible. I don't even know what they were. I think they were like Yugo Utes, basically, and they didn't have anything. And it was 48 degrees at one point. And I swear to God, mate, you literally get out of one building and as fast as you can get to the next building. And then you're trapped in this fucking Utes that's got no aircon in that. And so it's just horrendous. So, yeah, good on you for trying (laughs) to get some aircon in there, mate. Yeah, so where were we? So that's Harry pretty much, right? So Harry is yep. working, it's it's being enjoyed, it's loved. Uh yes. you've also got um the most honking boxster I have ever seen. <laughs> it it <laughs> yes. is a pig. It is a pig. So t- t- tell the audience, uh what is the rockster, mate? What is that thing about? Well, I I, I bought it and and uh, basically showed that it was the uh, the 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 ugliest boxster in australia um oh, oh it which, definitely it's got to be it has to be uh it, it's, it's like people have sent me photos of other horrible boxes around the world so it, like there, there there are a few but some a lot of them seem to be done at least to a better quality uh, yeah. the taste might be horrible but the quality is uh, it looks definitely better than uh the rockster so the rocksters was owned by some young guys in western sydney who did some very horrible things to it yeah um Basically, um, it, it, it was it was actually it looks like it was actually a really nice spec car. It's black on black, had seat heaters and things like that. The, the buttons are there, but there's no the, the seats are gone. Um, it had when I first got into it, I noticed I could tell it's got uh, Mazda RX-8 seats. And okay. The seat was a little bit bit wobbly. Uh, uh, I don't know why they swapped out the Porsche seats and put the RX-8 seats because it's not really it's much. Got to be a upgrade. reason for that. No, they're not at all. Well, well, considering they realised when they put them in there that they don't fit, they, the bolt holes don't line up. So um, the driver's seat had one bolt uh, in the front, and I think it had a little tab or something. They, they, I think it was a piece of like um, 
thin strapping that they had just bolting the diagonally opposite corner. The passenger seat had one bolt only in the in the in the seat. Just just it was just sort of flopping around in there because there was couldn't couldn't get the other bolt holes to line up. Um, um it had uh, <clears throat> it's got this it had this big sort of fiberglass bonnet bulge thing on it. That, oh, I saw um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, some people and have with, said with that it may actually have been a um a, a Gembala bonnet bulge for a Cayenne that they've put on it. Um, okay. Uh, I, I have no idea where they got it from, no. but, but, uh, and it had like these sort of like little sort of uh, red vent slots down the side. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it actually had like flashing LEDs inside those, those, those holes. Um, it had, I bought it in the, like, like sort of five o'clock in the afternoon. And as I was driving at home, the sun started going down and, um, the mushrooms like are wearing off away. by this point and you're kind of starting to come back into the and you realize what you actually bought is this is horrendous oh, i knew it was i knew it was horrendous from the start i knew it was ugly like it'd been passed around on a, on a bush forum over here and, and people were going uh, look at how it? ugly this thing is nobody's right, gonna okay. buy this thing and i'm like hmm i might buy that <laughs> so, <laughs> um uh yeah so so it had um Super dark tint on all of the uh, on all of the windows, so you couldn't see anything out of Including it. Including the front um, wind, the front of the windscreen had a tint, didn't it? It also tinted the had front windscreen tint, which was wow. horrible. And then they tinted the headlights as well, and they changed to put some stupid HID things or something yeah. in there that yeah. that didn't work. So like they they turned on, but they were like a park light. They were just just there was there was no light coming out of it. So I'm trying to drive home on the freeway in the dark. With you know, there's no street lights and there's just yeah. I I couldn't even well well looking through a tinted windscreen, I couldn't see that there was there was absolutely no glow on the road at all. I had to get my wife, who like thankfully she drove me here to to drive in front so I could just follow because I could see nothing. Um, but um, the that that was the sort of some of the least horrible things they did to the car. Oh, and to make matters worse, they the interior was also full of um um glowing leds so so like it was bright red inside and and i couldn't see anything mural or something as well there was some sort of like um i don't know like a mascot or something that was floating around i can't what was that about yes they've got they had like they found um american eagle stickers they must have had a sticker pack that's it yeah yeah that, that had sort of the, the had the big eagle, but they had like three stickers, so they had to use all three stickers. Of course, they're I mean, like three, three different sizes of the eagle. So <laughs> they've got one eagle on the bonnet with a slightly smaller one just up above it. Yeah, um, you know, also oh, you got an eagle with a little mate eagle. Of course, you have. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one was on the. There's like a little uh, sort of perspex thing between the uh, the headrest of the car when you got the, the yeah yeah yeah, and it had yeah. the third eagle on there. Um, they. <clears throat> They decided to add aero to the car, which was which is one of the most amusing parts of the um, the car. I mean, you've, so, got to, you've got to add aero to a Boxster, right? They, they're crying you, out you, for the extra aero. You you do. So 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 they they bolted a um like 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 a a cheap wing on the back that um, didn't have any sh- structure. It just flopped backwards and forwards. So sort of active DRS as I as I called it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, but most amusingly is is they built a diffuser under the back with door stops 
So they actually bought yes, rubber doorstops. Yes, I remember seeing this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they, they bought rubber doorstops, you know, and, and and if you actually look closely, it it actually had doorstop raised on on them. That actually says doorstop <laughs> on them. And they would screw them to the car, but then painted, resprayed the car over the top of those doorstops. Yeah, of course. So I mean, they were painted to, on. Yeah, parallel. Had stick on side pipes like the you know all the cheapest nastiest horrible things you can get for for cars from whatever cheap nasty stores yeah. you get and they'd stuck side pipes on on it like like fake plastic side pipes and um not connected little, to anything just just glued onto the no, side no no pipes. just stuck onto yeah. the skirts yeah. um like yeah they're, <laughs> they're just so many horrible things but the most criminal thing that they did the horror the most horrible thing they did to the car was they looked at the big holes in the front bumper and go that's a perfect place to mold in some driving lights so they okay, yeah. completely molded in and completely blocked the radiators with these driving lights there was no air, no air flow at all could get to the radiator did you manage to get so, home on that then if you were driving at home did it not overheat i did and and the temperature gauge went up a bit but didn't didn't go did crazy but testament the, to Porsche's engineering for keeping well I think it must have been doing. Uh, yeah, it's done enough to it over time that, um, yeah, I, I took it on one track day and, um, yeah, the uh, the the engine threw a um, you know threw a rod through the side of the block and and didn't didn't like it. It obviously had too much. I'd I'd already removed those those um, you know the, driving the, lights. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Yes, but. Uh, but yeah, so there were so many horrible, hideous things, and that's only that's barely touching the touching surface, surface of it. Yeah. Yes, but the sad uh, thing is, a, a, a nine eight six, even an early two point five, is a lovely car. You don't need to do anything to those cars; they're lovely. They're a really great well, car. They're quite cheap, relatively compared to what else you know you can buy. Why the hell would you start adding side pipes glued to a side skirt? I mean, I just don't understand the mentality, but. Well, the thing anyway. is, is, like, you you guys seem to have the cheapest Porsches on the planet in the UK. Oh yeah, no, we um, are blessed for that, definitely. But by by a long way, because um, uh, after talking to uh, Arjmal Arjmal mm. um, uh, Mark, previously, yeah. yes, and um, um, I know he had a a Boxster. I think he sold for three and a half grand. 15, oh, I think he sold it for less. I think he sold it for two thousand pounds or something like that. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a horrible, you know, mouldy boxster, but it was a running, it was a running boxster. Yeah. yeah, like here, the cheapest they ever got would have been about ten thousand dollars. So okay. for for a running boxster, so, so so what's that? Six thousand pounds. Um, you know, for for the yeah. the. the the, the cheapest and they come up, like, you know even 911 like a 996 right you can you, every now and again loads of tips right you'll find loads of tips out there for ten thousand pounds in the uk still you can still see them which I, I, I i'm pretty sure that boggles everybody else's mind i don't know how hard it is to do a tip yes. to manual conversion but it can't be that difficult uh, there's 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 work in it but like a um well to give you a tip the the cheapest 911 you get here would be a a, a tip cab 996. Yeah. yeah. Um, here that's a fifty thousand dollar car, at least. So so thirty thousand oh, pounds for oh. for a tip cab. Uh, a manual coupe is uh, sixty thousand. Wow, that's so much money, isn't it? 
Yeah, Crazy. yeah, that's, that's, I mean, yeah. And that, that's a cheap, that, 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 that's the low end of the scale. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Some it's scruffy and it's not been looked after. It's not really been yeah, serviced as a specialist it, or anything. It's just been. It uh, goes yeah. up there. But we but we have luxury car tax here that, that you pay on if you import anything or even new cars mm, that's mm. 33%. So I, I, I always knew watching Top Gear um uh growing up if they if they mention a car's price particularly exotic car prices in pounds we'd have to times it by three to get what that car would cost in australia in dollars even though it should only be times it by 1.5 to get the real conversion so we're literally double the cost of of cars here and then you've got to get an engineer's inspection rego and everything else done when you get which is not easy either right if you bring a car into the into australia if we bring it in the there's lots of restrictions. You can't bring in anything that's under um, 25 years old. So, so right. you can't you you can't sort of cheat and go. Oh, I'll just buy a uh, a 991 from from the UK and bring it over because it's you know so much cheaper than it is here. Mm. It doesn't. You, you can't do that unless you've owned it for more than 12 months and you're mm-hmm. moving here. Yeah. So, if you were going to move here, you could bring a car you own. One car you can bring. That's it. Wow. So, right. Okay. That's that's the only that's the only way and and yeah there's there's no easy way around it we've got lots of you know strict rules on, on I never really stuff, understand but... those rules it seems to like I don't know how I, I just don't know what the what the government's trying to achieve by it especially like if you um I don't know if you watch Mighty Car Mods but those guys bring tons of stuff over in like suitcases back or half cuts to get the, to get their cars built because to get stuff over from Japan is so difficult otherwise you've just got to improvise right and find ways around that stuff otherwise you're just never going to get anything done i never well, really understand that's, i don't understand it i just don't understand what the reason is but basically it was it was to protect the australian car industry but the thing is is the australian car industry died completely about five years ago i think so there's right. not there's there's, there's holden doesn't exist anymore it's it's now gone yeah. um and um and and ford the falcons that were being built here that, that they got uh they they died a year or so before that so um mm. That's what it was for. And I mean, that's why Marty Car Mods sort of bring in half cuts because you can bring in half a car as long mm. as it's cut in half. Mm. You, you, so, so you can bring in both halves, <clears throat> but it can't be like if, if um, unless it's older, like some of the older Japanese cars. So we got like you guys did all the GDRs and the, the yeah. Sylvias and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and, and, and that was really good because, you know, Japan's, close as well so that makes it uh, sort of easier but uh mm. um yeah it, it, the the rules are sort of hanging around and it's no real point to it because basically luxury car taxes on any car that's over about sixty thousand dollars australian which new which is which Ever? is not yeah there's, there's not much under that anymore like it's yeah. it's it's quite a yeah but I don't buy new cars, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, exactly. And then getting back to, we're off topic massively now. Getting back to the, the Rockster then. So where is yes. it now? The engine was blown. You had it so, up on the ramp a number of times to do bits and pieces here and there after dipping out yes. Al Ferrari. So where's, where, what's the current status of that car then? Well, the, the, the plan always was was that I'd, I'd heard years before that the the gearbox in a, in a Boxster, the standard gearbox, is a is an Audi front wheel drive gearbox mm-hmm. in the back of a Boxster. So um, the Audi engines bolt up to it. So mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. an Audi 4.2 litre V8 out of a, a 2003 Audi A6, 
that I've now got in the Boxster and it starts and runs and overheats. So that's where, where I, am. <laughs> right. I still haven't sorted the overheating issue. I think yeah. I'm on top of it, but that's, you know, that, that car is to be a track car and I've got all these bits to go into it, like including some nice race seats that are sitting right next to me here. Cool. Um, but, uh, but I've got to get it running properly first and uh, I'm, I'm almost there, but it, but it keeps beating me up. So, so I keep putting it in the back burner. It's and, you, and you get sidetracked by what I think. And, and, and when I was, when I asked you to come onto this, onto the engineering mm. uh, timing wise, I really wanted it to be after you dropped the engine in and mate, congratulations. The... That was what, you know, I, I'm waiting for that day where it's, it goes massively. I mean, it's been picked up anyway. I'm sure you've seen viewer increases off the back of this, but wait until that car's finished, mate, and it goes viral, and then you 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 just get completely swamped because it, it is it, it's again I'm wittering because I think it's such a phenomenal thing, um, and I'm not going to do it justice. So you tell again, <clears throat> you tell the audience, mate. What what are you building? Well, I, I got a. Um... Uh, an Audi, sorry, an Audi. Uh, I, I got a, a 1973 Alfa Romeo um, 2000 GTV that mm. uh, uh, I was looking for something to um, uh, engine-wise to put into it. And uh, after spending a hideous amount on on a 911 engine, I found how cheap, <laughs> relatively, Ferrari engines were. And I actually bought a Ferrari 360 engine, which is cost me a fraction of what the 911 engine cost me let me tell you bonkers isn't it it, it, it is insane well well um the i barely spent i think if i was going to do up the original audi uh, uh sorry alfa romeo engine mm. uh from the car i think i would be pretty close to what it cost me to buy the ferrari engine anyway like if like on the scheme of things okay it's not a cheap engine but no. It, it's it kind of is because the thing is is that they're really reliable mm. and like the wrecker i went to had four just ferrari 360 engines like the one i have on the shelf mm -hmm. that have been sitting there covered in dust because nobody in those cars well ferrari owners <laughs> uh often don't drive their cars um yeah, true, or don't yeah. or don't want to put any miles on them and uh and and they're a reliable engine so with no miles on them they're just they're just they're reliable they're not going anywhere so they don't yeah. need to sell them so it was quite a uh, an affordable engine really um on the scheme of things and uh and it was a real challenge to see if i could actually get my head around how it actually works and put it into the car and get it um get it in a state that hopefully it will run I, um, I, the, the thing that struck me with that is that before committing to the committing to doing it did you sit down and go right th this is how much engine space i got to work with and this is the size of a v8 ferrari doesn't look on the surface <laughs> they're a match made in heaven did you do it, much in the way of like measuring up or was it like it'll be fine i can do this oh i i did i did some rough measurements and sort of the rough measurements i got was like yes it can fit but again that, that was measuring an engine that didn't have um, the headers on it. It didn't have, you know, it, it was a All raw the ancillaries, block. right? Yeah. Yeah, and and it still took so much to get it to work. The one of the biggest uh, hurdles to overcome is that the Ferrari engine is a factory dry sump engine. Mm. So instead of 
having you know the regular sump at the bottom of the the uh, uh, of the bottom of the engine, it has a, a separate tank. tank. Yeah. But on the Ferrari, that actually mounts on top of the gearbox, on top of the transaxle, uh, okay. and the oil return from that dry sump goes through the a a a gallery in in the in the gearbox separate from the gearbox oil and wow. through the bell housing back into the engine wow. so it joins in so when you unbolt the the engine you've got like the the regular you know clutch and flywheel and yeah. then off to one side there's a big hole where the oil goes back into the engine bloody so, hell <clears throat> i had to actually make um or actually one of my viewers helped design the adapter plate yeah. um that's uh, my adapter Another plate blank. to fit the, the new gearbox is 50 mil thick. So it's a nice big thick mm, adapter mm. plate. Um, and the, um, uh, the, the oil has to come into the side of the adapter plate and turn 90 degrees and go back into the engine. And then I had to build my own dry sump tank. And because everything is so tight, I couldn't run a dry sump tank in the back of the car. Cause there's just nowhere to fit the oil lines. So unless they went down, been the lower underneath the car, lower than mm. anything else. Mm. Um, it, it, there's nowhere to go, so so I've actually built it inside the behind the, the wheel arch of the of so between the 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 inner chassis frame and the outer skin behind the wheel, in that little cavity is where where I've built this custom dry sump tank. And a dry sump tank is not just a bucket; it's like a, it's it's yeah. got um, diffusers and stuff to get rid of the, uh, the 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 oil foaming and so many. There's so many things like that that I had to overcome on mm. this car to get it to work and add electric windows and power steering and yeah. And again, same bad thing, right? To try and make it a drivable car. This is this yeah. isn't a this isn't a a concept or something that is just going to be static that you can walk past and go, oh look, it's a nice Ferrari engine that doesn't move in a car that doesn't move. This is again going to be a car that you are intending on driving, albeit now it's got PPF on it and things like that to try and stop it from getting hammered with stone chips. But you're intending on driving this thing, right? That's, that's the thing. Absolutely. I, I intend on using using it a lot and it will get covered in stone chips and and used and um, and and it looks, it's, it's really looking really nice and I built it to be a nice car that look okay mm. in, you know, if I do take it to a, uh, to, to Cars and Coffee or, you know, mm. car show or something. But, it's not going to win any awards at a car show because, because you know, there are still, there's still little things that, that bug me. There's little, there's little imperfections in the paint. There might be a spot here and there, even though I've gone over mm. it so many times. And mm. um, it, it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a real, it's a real build. build. And yeah, I, I, I got the gearbox into it yesterday. So that was a lot of wrestling around because again, there's no room. Mm. I had to build a, um, uh, well, I, obviously the, the gearbox I'm using is from a Subaru BRZ. Okay, um, right, yeah, yeah. Which is which which should be up to the task. A lot of people are worried that it's not strong enough, but the the Ferrari engines are very um, low torque. It's a, it's a revs, revvy right? engine. Yeah. Sorry. Low to, medium to low torque, high revs. It's not designed to just put. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a low torque, high revving engine. It revs to yeah. 8,700 RPM. So so yeah. it's it's, a, it's a quite a revvy V8. Um, and the Subaru BRZ turbos that, that have similar sort of power output um, are start breaking. They start to break the gearbox at about the similar power output as the Ferrari engine. Okay. But turbo 
cars you know, you know make a lot more torque much lower like when yeah. the, when the boost kicks in yeah. it, it really shock loads the uh, the the gearbox a lot whereas you really have to rev the car to get the the the, yeah. uh, the power out of the ferrari engine so we'll we'll see but there are gear sets you can get and i couldn't fit anything bigger because it just there's just no room no space like, yeah. Have you have you figured what's the expected top speed then with the gear set that's in it at the moment? Is it what the, the gearing it's geared, like it's geared so they can do just over three hundred, but like there's no way I'm going to win you that. <laughs> you <laughs> imagine no way. Life. <laughs> yes, the theoretical by gearing top speed by gearing yeah. and revs is three hundred and five or three hundred and ten or something like. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to see how not close I get up. to that. I'm not not interested. Oh. It's not for me. But uh, but yeah, no. I, I did I did obviously factor in the gearing when I looked at that and. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got the the diff away. Uh, that's one of the few things I couldn't find enough information on to do myself. It's, mm-hmm. I I really don't like it, but I've just sort of dropped it into a guy to. Um, um, it's got a factory sort of basic LSD in it that I'm getting sort yeah. of you know tightened up. Um, I do understand the principles of of uh, of building a diff with the you know getting the correct lash and. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, the 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 wear patterns of the the teeth and stuff like that, but. The, the, the issue is, is a not having um, all the tooling and all of the parts. It's just yeah. it didn't make sense. But most things I like to to try. Hence, I'm sitting here next to a whole bunch of leather. That's um, today. My my I'm actually sort of halfway through this week's video. So um, I put the gearbox in yesterday, which was a lot of a headache. Um, mm. But uh, now I want to actually start fitting the seats and start building the center console and things so like exciting. that. So then this um, bit for me is, I mean, I'm I'm itching for you to chuck it on some wheels, even if it's just like I just want to see it on the ground with with the wheels on it. I don't care if it's you know, do you know, I like that because that gives you like a oh here we go right. This is it's not close. I know it's not close, but it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tantalizing, right? It's, it's that little like here you go. I'm looking at this. Uh, absolutely, and like I've got some sort of uh, I haven't. It's not on the ground because well, a I've just taken the diff away, but but more. Um, I've got some suspension stuff. I'm working with a company in the background that that I've mm. still got to got to um, uh, get finished. So so there's that that coming, and there's still so much to do. As I said, I've got to sew the entire interior and finish finish the wiring. Um, obviously, I rewired the entire car. Had no wiring, so I made a whole new body wiring loom and then um, rewired the Ferrari engine because the standard Ferrari engine it's old sort of 90s mm. technology where they mm. had ran like two four cylinders or it ran two separate ecus and it was all completely sort of sort of yeah. separate um so i've got a, a, a you know a, a much more um much better link ecu that i'm that i'm running to, okay. to to get that and i've still got to convert the the gauges over because the gauges on the alpha were cable driven and so mm. i'm going to gut them and i've got other gauges i've got to put in there that uh, um, i want to still keep mechanical gauges i don't want screens i figured you would yeah yeah yeah, I definitely not want to. I I knew this is coming. You don't like anything that isn't, I guess, faithful to its origins. Is that fair to say? Yeah. In, in, well, with, well, with respect it, to it, at least, even if it's not, it's not like a leap into the modern age from an old car. Yeah, look, people people give me give me heaps because because like I've I've been on my rants about um the um the 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 modern sort of HID type headlights that they yeah. people seem to like 
ruining uh, old cars with these days <laughs> that I really hate. Um, <laughs> but, Thanks, mate. Um, uh, and, and, but then people argue that that, I, that I've I've put a, uh, um, a a relatively modern Ferrari engine in it, so I've ruined it anyway. So no, so I, I, I'm a bit of a hypocrite in that way. But there's things that I like, and I just personally, I just. I think singer singer gets away with it, but but uh, then everybody else started copying and following, and it just it just doesn't look nice. I just I just I, I agree. I I do agree. I, there's there's a there's a fine line between jumping on a bandwagon and actually following your own kind of direction. And I think singer singer just one of those very fortunate people. Gunther works probably a little bit as well. You know, there's companies out there that are kind of doing their own thing and they're tending to kind of get it right most of the time. The DLS is an incredible car, and I think when you see that in the flesh, it all can, the, the cohesiveness of the design is is so well thought out. It someone's someone's agonised over every tiny decision. The likelihood of somebody having the skill and the design knowledge to be able to package something up without that amount of thought and get it right is unless you've got that design team doing it, it yeah. you're really probably not going to get it anything like Singer. So it's chasing Just- wrong. Just uh, most people just adding those headlights to to a car, like, but uh, I mean, Gunther Works. I really, I really uh, like what they've done. That their stuff mm. looks really good. But that they have heavily modified the car, in, in, you know, in so many ways that yeah. that it's it's yeah. cohesive and it works. And the DLS is is absolutely next level. I, I I'm I'm actually quite shocked that Singer only are, are, have limited the number and that's it of they're going to do the DLS because that just seems to be. Absolutely. I don't know. Really. Not yet. It is. But then I was thinking about this and it's, I'm like, I'm a big Swiss watch fan as well. And Rolex are the same. If you limit what your, your production is, you will limit the ability for people to get hold of this stuff. Your brand value goes up massively. So it might be that, and Singer have worked with Tut Hill and they've done some mm. of the um, off-road studies stuff with them. I think, I think Singer, are, I think they're trying to turn effectively what it, it what was a, rebodied reimagined 911 into something completely different i almost see them as a whole new brand of their own now right is it i think that's that's the again i don't i've not spoken to them not not to not officially anyway that's where i can imagine they're trying to their strategy is is to take what was a company that was rebuilding 911s into a no no we're a whole new thing we're not we're, the, the shape's the same but everything else is not the, the quality of their work and stuff is absolutely amazing i just I question at the moment because I believe that they've finished doing the the classic um, order. You can't, you can no longer mm. order a classic singer. You can only order the turbo, and the turbo doesn't doesn't really do it for me, unfortunately. Have you seen like, it? In, I, have you seen it in person? I haven't seen it in person. I've seen the photo, and and it looks amazing. Like what mm. they've done is 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 still stunning, and the quality, I absolutely, you know, but it just not like like it, it doesn't it doesn't i don't know pull up my heartstrings like like yeah. the uh, the classic and definitely not the dls i think is just as i said just next level just just yeah. unbelievable you know um but uh yeah we'll, we'll see what else they have coming in the future because i'm sure they've got plenty of other stuff in the wings oh the um, 10 20 year plan mate then they know exactly what they're doing those guys yeah it's so it's like but, a weather machine but yeah I, I i think singer must be the first people ever to to backdate a 964 to look like a g-body that's for sure there's, mm. there's no, one, no one no one else has done that no uh, um but uh but yeah look uh i i just the cars i've seen i've seen a couple of singers in in um uh in the flesh and they're just the attention to detail is 
so far next level. Everyone says that this is the singer of this company or that company. And mm. the ones I've seen have never, never no. up to the same standard. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name the company, but I did go to Goodwood Festival of Speed last year and mm. everybody was talking about a particular brand. They'd done one car. I'm not even going to give the model away because it, it immediately identifies the company. Um, and I was able to go and have a walk around that car. And I saw stick on carbon fiber on the, you know, the plastic. And I was like, at that point, no. I stopped, I stopped looking at the rest of the car. I was like, I, if you've done that, it's unforgivable to show a car at Goodwood of all places. And you've got stick on wrap on carbon fiber on your car. That's no. it's not a thing. And it's a shame because I think the concept looked great, but the, the finish. And I think, again, like you said, that's what singer get right is the fact that everything is important. That's their, their kind of slogan. And you can tell by looking at the car. I've yeah. climbed, even their mule, right? I had a look at their mule and their mule was like next level, ugly, bitzer, but everything yeah. individually was well, you could tell that it was an iteration of an iteration of an iteration. It wasn't like the one and done. It was like, this is the 50th version of this, this gear knob that we're trying out. Yeah. You know? And, and, and that's where they really, they really shine. And yes, like any, any stick on carbon fiber should be burned, Bound, burned in hell. Mate. Like it's, it's just, it's horrible. I don't care if it's 8D. I don't care if it's made by 3M. I don't care who it's made by. No. Burn the lot of it. Get a massive big bonfire and burn the lot. Even the, the, the GR Yaris, like I've got a bunch yeah. of mates who've got the, the GR Yaris and, and the roof. it's got a real carbon fiber roof. That they that they didn't like the to forge carbon fiber, so they put the stick on bloody carbon on the. And it looks horrible. It's, it's just... hideous. And and I'd love to know what the cost of them doing that, right? They, that would have cost them money. It can't, yeah. Every car they produce costs them an extra, I don't know, hundred dollars to put that stupid wrap on the roof. And the forge uh, carbon looks fine anyway. I don't know why they just leave it. It like does. That. It really does look fine. Like the ones I've seen where people have pulled it off and polished up the roof. It, it looks, looks great. great. But they just like, oh, no, it's too messy. Nobody will understand it. And they just let I'm just like, no, Whatever. no stick on carbon. Just paint it white then. Or paint it the same color as the car. Anything. <laughs> yeah. like, what's, um, so, because so, we're running out of time. So let's yeah. just wrap up on what's next for you then, mate. So you're working on the interior work now on the Alfa Ferrari. That's yep. that's going to keep you occupied for a while, right? That's a big job. Very so. slow and tedious. I actually have my next project sitting out in the wings. Have but, you? Um, Can you divulge uh, what it is, or is it going to? You keep I'm not going to to publicly divulge Fine. that yet, Fine. but uh, I can say that it, it is it is a, uh, a a big change from what I've done before. But again, oh, okay. I'm not I'm 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 not chasing the uh, the algorithm or or, yeah. or views. I'm doing something that. Uh, um, something for me that uh, it works works for me. So that's that's what it is, and it'll still be built to the uh, the same sort of standards that I'm trying to get to, which is which is hoping to get towards those singer level of of uh, quality mm. that I'll that I'll just never reach. But uh, but but continually aim you know, high, <laughs> aim aiming high. for <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah. So that's that's sort of where I'm where where I'm at. Cool man. Um, but I, I'm super grateful for you t for taking the time out to do this. It's, I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. I've loved getting your insight into everything you've done and the, sort of the history. Weirdly, normally I start all of these things. I've got <clears throat> so Thursday. I'm, I'm a, um, I don't know if you know any of these UK brands, Auto Farm. They're they're a big company in the UK. They do lots and lots of renovation work. They've done. They've been around for a long time. 
Um, and they're right next door to Boxing Gas. Frank, Frank Cassidy, if you know Boxing Gas. Yep. And I'm, I'm at Boxing Gas, um, and my car, my Cayman's being um, featured in their Niners series on Thursday. And also I'm at uh, Auto Farm shooting another engineering episode with Auto Farm. And all of these, I always start them with finding out the backstory about from someone's childhood to how they got into where they are now. And with you and me, you're the only person that I've skipped all <laughs> gone straight from the meat. So anyway, I don't know what happened. But... Yes, uh, it's it's a bit of a rambling uh, episode, I think, for you. We've got we've gone all over the place, but they're um, all the best ones. Yeah, it was, they're the best ones. It was it was nice to have a chat, and uh, I uh, I have to get back over to the UK at some stage and uh, have a look. Maybe maybe do, mate, yeah, be, yeah. Do. Be, when was the last time you came over? Uh, must have been. Three, three or four years ago, at least, maybe, maybe longer. Like, like, um, Mrs. Jeff uh, speaks fluent French, so, so we, we've we've been okay. to France multiple times. Like, she, she, she lived there, and um, yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah, we're 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 trying to get over Europe. Trouble is, is coming from from here to Europe, there is so much to see. There are so many countries and so much stuff all in one spot, but it's so far away that trying to concentrate it all together is is really difficult. So, um, yeah. Well, if you, go, will, if you uh, go over to the UK, give us a shout, and um, we'll we'll get like a group of us that you've connected with, and and go and do yes. something. Go and find find some way of connecting all us all together. That that's that sounds very good. I <laughs> look forward to it. No good problem. Stuff, yeah, thanks again for your time, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up another time. All right. See you, mate. Take care, bud. Thanks, man. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I really did. It's been a little while since I watched that back, and it was really fun to watch. So, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you want to listen to any previous episodes, you can do that on any podcast streaming service uh, at Reengineering UK on Instagram, and I post daily for that. Um, and TikTok, Facebook. Basically, if you search for Reengineering, not Reengineering, you'll find me. Um, I hope you've had a lovely week. I hope you enjoyed the content and I will see you again very soon. Thanks very much for watching. Goodbye. Shortly, like I said, if you want to be on your Porsche stories, slide in the DMs or at in...